0: Oh for Grace, to trust him more. You know it's good to have grown children. they they getting old and getting where they take care of papa and Mimo a little bit. I'm beginning to like that. Amen. Cheryl today came and they brought they fixed dinner for us and she did good. Uh, I'll give her a eight. If you would please, tonight, John chapter 6. I want to continue uh, the message on Jesus' miracles. I I thought about uh, using this time to lead up to Jesus' birth, but uh, I thought it important that we understand who Jesus really is, and to understand who Jesus really is, You study the miracles that Jesus did. No one could do those except God. And so we realize that Jesus is God in the flesh. And now, if you would please, in John chapter 6, in verse 1. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a great multitude followed Him, because they saw His miracles which He did on them that were diseased. And Jesus went up into a mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. And the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company coming to him, he saith unto Philip, When shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, There is a lad here, which has five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what are they among so many? And Jesus said, Make the men sit down. (coughs) Now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down in number about five thousand. And Jesus took the loaves and when he had given things he distributed to the disciples. And the disciples of them that were set down and likewise are the fishes as much as they would. When they were filled he said unto his disciples gather up the fragments that remain that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five body loaves, which remained over and above, unto them that had eaten. Then those men, when they had seen the miracles that Jesus did, said, This is of a truth, that prophet, that should come into the world. Father, we ask you again, to bless the reading and study of thy word now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Every time I read this story, I, I read it quite often. But every time I read it, I think about what Dr. Tom Long saying "When uh, I, w- I wonder what the little boy uh, said to his mother when he got back home and he had twelve baskets full. <laughs> he <laughs> went off with just a few little things and came back with twelve baskets full." Amen. Now. Uh Jesus is God's satisfaction for your desire is what this is all about. If you have a need tonight, a desire, that is not satisfied, Jesus does that satisfaction in us. Uh, verse 1 and 2 tell us, fed up but not fed. The moral to this miracle is, there comes a time when the things of this world are not enough. There comes a time when we are fed up with the things of this world and need for more than bread and fish. Now here in John chapter 6, Jesus and His disciples have crossed the Sea of Galilee and thousands of people have followed Him to a place, Matthew 14 verse 15, called a desert place. Uh, These thousands of people were tired, hot, hungry, and the question is asked by Jesus, Jesus, uh, when shall we buy bread that these may eat? In verse 6, Jesus already knew what he was going to do. In other words, there's no problem too big for God to solve. Amen? Then Jesus wanted Philip to learn something about Philip and about Jesus. Philip had calculated what it would take to feed all these people. But he left out Jesus in his calculation. I read this little thing as a little boy was wrestling with a big rock trying to move it. His daddy said, Son, have you used all your strength in trying to move that rock? The son said, Yes, I have, daddy. The daddy said, No, you haven't. You didn't ask me to help you. And I'm your strength also. Amen. And every time I read that little thing, I think about Jesus is my strength. Sometimes I believe we don't understand or believe what Jeremiah 32 and verse 27 says. I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? In other words, there's no problem too big for Jesus to solve. And the, this miracle also proves there's no person too small for God to use. Remember this now. God uses people to solve problems. In this case, a little boy. Verse 8 and 9. Notice how this works. First of all, the boy gave all of his lunch to the Lord. And he didn't say, I'll give you these uh, three loaves and I'll keep two of them for myself. I'm hungry too. But the Bible said he gave all. And if you want to be used to the Lord, you're going to have to give all to the Lord to do so. Mark, Mark chapter 8 verse 35. Whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake, and the gospel's the same, shall save it. This boy got back from Jesus more than he gave. In Luke chapter 6 and verse 38, it tells us he got back a great deal more than he gave. What you give to Jesus, he will take it. If it's just a cup of water in his name, nothing is too small for God to use. God only asks from us what we can, no matter how small it is. Now, I remember when I first started preaching, I had to, I'm had i right back to that place where I first started out, uh, leading the music and trying to sing and, and everything, but I remember first starting out trying to sing, and I knew I couldn't sing and couldn't lead people in music, and, and I did the best I could, and God blessed it on every side, it just seemed like and I like this, that God asks from us what we can, no matter how small it is. Remember this, please. God transforms things for His use. For instance, He used a whale. He used a donkey uh, to talk. He used a little boy and a slingshot. Uh, he, he used a widow and her two mice. He used a widow woman and a little owl. In 1 Corinthians... Chapter one, verse twenty-six and twenty-seven tells us why. If God uses little things and all that we got, how weak we are, then we, He gets the glory. You can't come in and and lead music and got the best voice in town and sing like a, a bird or something and and uh, take the credit for God using it. But God can use strange things. One of the greatest sermons I ever pr- heard preached in my life was a. I preached in North Carolina. I was at a meeting, and he preached on God uses strange things to get his job done. And he said, look at me. <laughs> God uses strange things to get his job done. And he talked about this donkey that this man was riding. And uh, the donkey turned around and started talking to him. And, I, and he said, I don't know about you. But if I was riding a donkey and that donkey turned around and started talking to me, he said, I think I'd have left that donkey. But uh, uh, he said, what was so strange about that story is that the man turned around and was arguing with a donkey. <laughs> Amen? Now, that's strange stuff right there. But God uses it. Amen? There's no hunger too deep for Jesus to satisfy. Now, remember, the miracles Jesus did were for signs to prove He's God. You have to go beyond the miracles to Jesus. Look at verse 27 of the same chapter. Labor not, John chapter 6, verse 27, Labor not for the meat which perishes, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. Then said they unto Him, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? Jesus said unto them, This is the work of God, that ye believe on Him which He has sent. You know God, the only thing God's ever asked for man? Believe on Him. Use His strength to get it done. And when it comes to satisfying the desires of our heart, the hunger that we have down deep inside, Jesus can satisfy that. The message here is Jesus is spiritual bread. Most people are only interested in making the world a better place for people to go to uh, hell from. But what we must do is win people to Christ for salvation, get people saved, and then God satisfies the desire that's within them. Just to satisfy one of our wants or desires is not what Jesus came in this world to do. Jesus is the satisfaction of the soul. Uh, you win lost people to Christ, uh, that's more satisfying than eating a good steak. Look at verse 31, if you would please. Our fathers did eat manna in the desert, as it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he that which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. In other words, Jesus is satisfying bread. Look at verse 47. Verse 47, same chapter. Bread of bread I say unto you, He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. I am the bread of life. You see, that's where people, uh, certain religions, they tend to, they get a man to get up and bless the bread and, and bless the wine at the Lord's Supper. And they say that by taking of that, uh, that your sins are remissed off of you. And they say that that actually becomes, by that priest's blessing, the bread it actually becomes the blood and, and body of the Lord Jesus Christ. And they use verses like that Jesus is the bread of life. He, Jesus said Himself, If you don't eat of Me, you have no part with Me. Well, I ain't eating his flesh. That's eating him as the bread of life, taking him as the bread of life. Jesus's invitation to come and dine. Look at John chapter six now, verse fifty. Verse fifty. This is the bread which coming down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the bread of which coming down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever, and the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I give given for the life of the world. In other words, that's John 3.16. God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. How? On the cross. Amen. To die for our sins. Amen. Amen? In John chapter 5 and verse 24, if you just back up now, to verse 24 of John chapter 5, Verily, really, verily, really I say unto you, He that believeth my word, and believes on him, that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. That's satisfaction of the soul as far as salvation is concerned. Jesus' invitation is to come and dine. And all anyone has to do to enjoy the bread of life is just sit down and eat or take Christ as their Savior. Now, our receipt for a miracle is your need God's satisfaction for your desire. God's supplies for your need. No problem too big for God. In other words, know where to turn and bring your problems to the Lord Jesus Christ. Know where to turn, bring your problems, and use all your strength. Ask God for help. Transfer what you have to Jesus no matter what, how small it is that you give to God. Jesus will accept what you have. Jesus will transform what you have. Jesus is our spiritual bread. Jesus is our satisfying bread. Jesus is our sustaining bread. And accept Jesus Christ's invitation then and come and dine. I love that song. Don't you come and dine? I, I like to sing it and I love like to think about it. And the great invitation one of these days Jesus is going to have a table set in heaven and he's going to say, everybody come and die. Boy, what a time that's going to be. Can you imagine what a feast that's going to be? I was, I've was, i been listening to a pastor going back and forth. When we do go to to Lake, there's a preacher coming just the same time we're traveling. Every time. And this old boy preaches up a storm. Man, I'd love to hear him. But he was talking the other day uh, about uh, dying and going to heaven. And he's talking about the, the river. that comes out from the throne of God. And on each side of the river... Is the trees and um, the leaves of the trees is for the healing. And I thought to myself, the fruit of the trees and, and so on for our medication uh, for all eternity. And I went back to the what is the fruit of the Holy Spirit in the seven, the same amount that he's talking about on those trees for medication there in the book of Revelation is also talking in Galatians, the fruit of the Spirit you know where life really is? It's when you learn to rely on the Holy Spirit to live Christ through you. He'll take care of everything you desire. Everything you need if you just rely on Him. I have not wanted any good thing ever since I got saved. That's the truth. Now my desires is, I have desires. Like I tell you all the time, my want goes on all the time. But what I have learned is that if I really need something, Jesus is always there. And He satisfies me. Amen? Amen. That's what this miracle is all about. Come to Jesus. Don't run to something else looking for it. I've been praying for a young lady uh, that made a decision for Christ. And and, uh, she was overcome by drugs and stuff. And I've tried to talk to her and her daddy about getting in church and serving the Lord, and they give you every excuse under the sun for not doing it. I mean, I can't today. i, I got to work i got to do something. And now, guess what? She's waning right back down into it. Going right back. Well, people don't understand how much we need the Lord in our life all the time. Amen. Man, I don't depend on medication. I... I Never will forget a little lady that came to our church years ago. She's an elderly lady, and her son and, and daughter-in-law put her in a uh, institution because she put on a pot of peas and went to sleep, dozed off like I did today, and and peas boiled over on so the stove. They said she'd losing her mind, and they put her in an institution. And I went over there to see her, and here is this supposed to be a psychiatrist with his long hair, and he had on a, a, a gown-looking thing, squatted down with his legs crossed in front of her, and she's sitting on, the, sitting in the chair there with her Bible, witnessing to him. And he's a psychiatrist, and I never will forget it. And I left there, and I said to myself, ever a psychiatrist I ever know needs one. Amen. Amen. And I went back and I told that son and daughter-in-law, I said, "You just wait if you don't go get your daughter your mother out of that place, that some of these days your two sons are going to put you in there." And they went and got her out. <laughs> well they not nothing wrong with her. Now let me tell you something. everybody I go to a psychiatrist, right? I take you yeah, they're always leaning on something to help them. That's the reason I love our songs in our song but they have purpose. You ever read that song in our songbook, "Leaning on Jesus"? That's what it's all about. Our strength is leaning on Him, depending on Him. He's our bread of life. There's nothing I like better than good hot bread. I mean, just uh, just a good low. Uh, what? Well, sometimes I go down to Publix and they have this mountain bread. And it's sliced. I go down into. I said, I don't want it sliced. I want it hot right out of the oven. Well, if we do that, we can't cut it. I said, do the best you can, <laughs> because I want it hot. And man, they, they give it to me, and they try to slice it and everything for me. That's the best stuff. I can sit there and do nothing but water and bread and eat it. And I think about it sometimes when I'm eating that bread. Jesus is that satisfaction, just like that bread. I guarantee you, you can take take that loaf of bread I get and just a uh, good old Coke or whatever you want to drink, a Pepsi or uh, iced tea or just plain water in that bread and it satisfy your hunger. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I'll take care of you. I believe that. Amen. Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name as we go through these miracles leading up to understanding that this baby that we're going to be celebrating his birthday in the next few days is not just another baby coming into the world. He's the bread of life. He's a sustainer of our soul. He's God in our in the flesh. He meets all our worldly needs and the world to come's needs. And Father I pray, help us under this Understand this and glorify thy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. What would you like to sing? Page 360.